back like we never left. We've been missing a little bit. We did record like two weeks ago, but it never made it out there. I might just put it out there because um, nobody has put it out there from us or Kane said. Anyways, so <laughs> Titus, there's, there's a lot going on, um, not just in football, but basketball is heating up. Baseball playoffs are here. Um, so there's a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. We're going to start off with the big news in basketball, the uh, trade we've all been waiting to uh, happen. And Damian Lillard is finally not a, a trailblazer, and he's in a city with a title, or it starts with an M, but it's not Miami. It's pretty much like the polar opposite. It's Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, so is a three-team trade between the Suns, Portland, and the Bucks. Titus, I know you were not a fan of this trade. Well, you were a fan of it in some ways, but you didn't think strategically or basketball-wise it was smart by the uh, Blazers. I'm kind of on the opposite end of you on that uh, opinion, but uh, go ahead, just give me your overall thoughts on the trade. So, the initial trade of the Aiden to the Trailblazers, Nurkis to the Suns, Grayson Allen, Mr. Little, and... Termani, I don't know his name, I'm sorry. Tur- I think it's Tarami. The young dude, second round pick. Portland, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what was it, two, one pick swap, one first round pick and two pick swaps? I, here's my thing with that that initial trade. One, you know, I feel everyone knows DeAndre Aiden, I don't believe, I'm not a believer, it's fake, it's not a good player, not once by one arm in my locker room. Um, pick swaps don't excite me. I don't think pick swaps are real, have real value. I don't think we can name too many teams that benefit from actual pick swaps. I think the only one that probably pulled it off was the Celtics. Um, the Pelicans thought they had some with the Lakers pick swaps. They were like, oh, look at us. We're, from, we're in front of the Lakers. And the Lakers finished in the playoffs, and the Pelicans were missing the playoffs, so it didn't matter once again. So I don't think pick swaps are real are real picks, where as opposed to getting three unprotected first-round picks, which is what Miami apparently was going to put on, was willing to put on the table or did put on the table. I don't know. Um, that's felt like a spike deal, bro. It really felt like a spike deal. Um, I was not super impressed. Now, I do think flipping Holiday for Brogdon and Rob Williams and getting more picks, I think that makes it a little better. Those those plays made it a little better, but I still, like, on the court, I don't see a team here that's, like, super interesting. I mean, I don't feel like they got better as a team. I think he made it weirder. Um, I don't think... First off, Malcolm Brogdon, Levi, do you know this is, like, his third trade request? Oh, he actually requested it. I didn't know he requested he it. Yeah, he wanted, oh, okay. he wanted out. I read an article in Athletic about this. Yeah, he wanted out of Boston after everything because, you know, well, you know he's initially supposed to go in that Memphis Grizzlies deal, but then his physical failed, so that's why I ended up being smart to the Grizzlies instead of him. Um, and then when I think Missoula said that White would be the starter, he got upset about that. He thought it would be competition. It wasn't. He wasn't going to be starting, so then he got mad about that and wanted out. This wasn't a good relationship, so he wanted to leave. And Stevens had talked or whatever, so he wanted out. This is the third time it's happened about Malcolm Rodden, by the way. He wanted out of he asked out of Milwaukee, <laughs> not being a starter. He asked out of uh what was he before he went to Boston? Um Indiana. Yeah. Indiana. And now he asked out of Boston. It's three, three for three. So I'm not committed. I mean, maybe they'll probably flip him again to to I guess somewhere else, but I'm just I, it's not a player that I'm super interested. He's not a healthy guy all the time. He's solid, but like you don't know what you're gonna get with him sometimes. 
Uh, Rob Williams is good. Rob Williams and now Drayton on the court sounds like the worst spacing I've ever seen in basketball. So good luck with that. Wish you the best there. Uh, I just think they're getting guys who aren't necessarily fitting with their 17 guards that they already have. I just don't think this fits as an offense. I think it's a lot of, oh, we got draft picks in 2030. You never know what those could be. Those could even be a Damian Lillard. Probably won't be. Probably won't. Not that's going to work. And Joe Cronin probably had the job in 2030. But okay, I hear you, bro. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't believe in this, in these picks, but you know, it sounds good on paper. It sells well. It sells really well. Um, and DeAndre I, Ayton, my, I'm sorry, I, this is a long range. No, no you're good. Question. I've had too many days to think about this problem. I've had too many days to think about this. With DeAndre Ayton, my legitimate question with him is you weren't happy on a contender. How are you going to be happy on the actual rebuilding team? But when he's not going to be a priority, they don't really, I don't think they want to win too much. Over there. So, are you gonna be happy there? I don't. I don't see that happen. Yeah, I don't, the dynamic of um, personalities with Aiton coming in to uh, the Trailblazers. Yeah, I don't think you're adding anything there into the locker room. And some may argue that it's even a liability or takes away from the locker room. Uh, I didn't hate it, just in the sense that um, I do think if you can get Aiton out of that, I don't know his. Personal problems, I guess you could say. I don't know how to label it, but the ceiling is much higher than Nurkic. And Nurkic, you pretty much knew what you're getting out of him. And you've been missing Nurkic um, due to injuries, um, especially uh, last year. He was missing a lot. So Aiton is more reliable. Um, I mean, he's been on the court a lot more or has been healthy, uh, I would say, compared to Nurkic. I, I just like the fact that they got bigger though, that because they're not big at all. And at least they got now they have depth. Um, you know, you can start Robert Williams at the five. And I mean, which it'll be more likely Aiden starting at the five and Robert Williams uh coming off the bench or even putting uh I mean, if you really just want to try to choke hold, maybe for some matchups, you can put Williams at the four um for maybe a few teams. But uh, yeah, you're right. The floor spacing is weird, but I, I, I don't think they want to lose, though. I mean, do they really want to be a winning team? It doesn't seem like it, but uh, <laughs> I just don't think these Portland like owners, they don't, they don't want to tank or they want to keep, I don't know, the fan base happy. So they wanted to get names. And I just didn't see, I mean, I don't know what all Miami was throwing out there to offer, but the problem is Miami has the same Miami had the same problem as Portland. They're too small or they don't have a lot of depth um, at the four and five position. So I never really saw what the appeal was with doing a deal with Miami because you weren't getting anything instant that was going to help you unless it was Bam Adebayo. Because, I mean, if, yeah, Tyler, like, if Tyler Hero is the centerpiece of that trade, then <laughs> big whoop de doo you know, the weird thing with Hero, I feel like Hero's value has been talked about so crazy, but I look at it like I think Hero, Maxi, and Simon's like the same tier of player. But Hero gets more scrutiny. And I'm wondering how this is going to look when Maxi gets a contract because just by the nature of the salary cap, Maxi's going to make more than Tyler Hero. So when what are we doing with Tyler with Tyrese Maxi at that point, right? It's very, very confusing to me how this works with these guys who I think are all in a similar tier, all different, little different skill sets, but I don't know. That that value is always interesting to me. But I do think just the way Hero was dragged about everything, it was kind of hard for them to trade for Hero. 
to be like because it was hard so even though i think you could flip her on something else i think that was gonna be possible but also you didn't try either because you didn't talk to Miami. they didn't talk to Miami since june or july um i don't know if you heard oddball but amina hasn't said that portland that when dame and his agent uh aaron goodwin met with cronin earlier like before the draft and everything he said that like cronin apparently told them that yeah we're gonna try and build around you uh, we got some coals in the fire for some players and everything. So some trade ideas we're gonna go with. And they asked him, "Oh, oh, what players? What, what you got?" And he told them some names and told us some ideas. So of course, good God, good one being an agent that he is, went around to these teams and asked they had talked to them and he to the Trailblazers. And some of them said, "Yeah, it was months ago. Nothing really happened." And then some even were like, "No, we haven't talked to them at all." Dude, uh, dude, been running game for a minute. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and just just you know, line for a minute. I think part was trying to maintain control of the situation, um, because that Portland ownership situation is weird. They're gonna have new owners in Portland at some point. This is what's gonna happen. The team is not necessarily owned right now because it's not legally supposed to be. Because um, I think uh, some Paul Island had in his in his will about that team after he passed. I think oh, not supposed to then that actually makes more sense. I didn't know that, that they're kind of in a yeah. transition stage or it's not owned. So it makes a ton of sense because bro, if you're just going for draft assets um, or future assets, then that brings down, I mean, on paper, uh, you know, your team value isn't as high, you know, without a DeAndre Ayton or a, uh, you know, Robert Williams to add to that roster. Yeah, and part of it is, I think, Cronin, like, you know, new owners like to bring in their own people. So Cronin's probably, I think someone posted here, Cronin's trying to build his own portfolio so he can take another job. So it's not like a, oh, man, you just folded to mm-hmm. what the player wanted. Um, I think he's trying to do that, take that approach with it, too. So, like, I see why he did it. I just, um, you know, huh, huh, huh. The reason the Trailblazers were bad is your fault. It's partially your fault. You took it out on day. I'm not going to lie. After lying to him, allegedly. You know, so it's weird. Well, what do you a petty spike deal? But you know, good luck, good luck what, to you, Portland. Do you think it softens it or makes it better though that trick that Dame was traded to a championship contender? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think they they got the best both worlds. He traded somewhere where like I highly doubt like he him and Giannis have so much respect for each other. It was just not really plausible. He was going to be like, no, I want to go there, right? And, exactly. Um, knowing that, yeah, and knowing that. um after they realized that the heat thing probably was going to happen, that they had to be like, look, just quietly tell the Bucks and the Nets, look, where Dame will come here if you want him. I think those were, um, you know, it was a respectful play. So at least he didn't do, he didn't do the work first. But also, I think teams like the market, people like the market for Dame was so bad because of what he said. No, the market for Dame is what it was because everyone knows a player like that wants to go to a contender. This is what they want to do, they want to play on a contending team. And only a few contending teams have the need or the assets to trade for that kind of player. That was this market. This is always what the market is going to be for Dame. It was not going to be a crazy like competitive market because it's not the way this works. Guard is a stacked position. Some teams have their guard already. Left lead guard already. Teams that don't are trying to give up too much because they want to stay contenders. That's just how this works. Like that's how it's always gone with the NBA. <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast. So yeah, I feel like oh hey the Marlins scored a run. Good for them. Hey, congrats! They didn't get shut out in their final game. Congratulations to you, <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> take that, take that to the house with you for for enjoy your vacation. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I do. I think this market is always what it was. But on it from a basketball fit, Levi, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I like this a lot. Um, I think the only real question I have is, does Chris Middleton have two knees? Mm, yeah. Because I'm not sure he does. Uh, if he I does, it's cool. <laughs> if he doesn't, this can get weird really yeah. fast. Dame will be able to pick up the slack in areas that Drew Holiday wasn't able to, though. Um, the only thing where the big difference is uh, where Holiday has the advantage is defense. But you can also right. argue, how many more years does Holiday really have being that elite defender that he is, um, considering his age and also some injuries he's been dealing with uh, as of late, too? Anything else? With I mean, for me, when I when I heard the trade, you know, I was ecstatic. Some would even say cock a hoop, but uh, I, you, it's it's hard for me to uh, cheer for Miami and want good things to happen in Miami. Um, even though I do like Jimmy Butler, and other people make it hard for me to like Jimmy Butler, so really I just find um, myself liking him during the off season. So when he pulls stunts like he did during media day, I appreciate it. I thought it was funny. It was very fitting. What do you think about it? Yeah, that was great. No, that was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Jimmy preseason stunts are always hilarious to me. Him hitting the uh, don't make me break character. He had to say no. I'm trying. Don't make me. Don't make me break character like three times. No, that was yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You, Jimmy, I, Jimmy is willing to just do things, and I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I do really appreciate uh, that about him and his sense of humor. Anything else before we move on? Uh yeah, how you feel about the holiday to the Celtics aspect of this? Because I think <clears throat> our connection went out there. I'm waiting for it to come back up. We good? Now, nah, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, bet. All, All right, bet. say that again. No, you're good. Um, I was, I was say how you we feel about the holiday aspect of this of this trade. Because I feel like um, for I feel like Boston and Milwaukee just had separate, different issues, right? I feel like Boston's built from the front courts just cause chaos, or backwards cause chaos, and as and Milwaukee is built in the opposite direction. So yes, like, you might take advantage of the guards, but you're not going to take advantage of the of them inside the paint. Yeah, it's like it's like they have opposite issues. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but of course, I think it was a great move, though, especially with, um, you know, Celtics parting ways with Marcus Smart. Uh, he brings that defense element to it and just kind of that dog mentality and that attitude. So I, it was a great pickup for the Celtics. It was a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, Dame going to Milwaukee, perfect fit. Um, Brogdon, I mean, I'm sorry. Whoever, yeah, Holiday to uh, the Celtics, perfect fit. And I would argue Nurkic to uh, Phoenix was a perfect fit, too, because he's pretty much yeah. going to offer you what Aiton did, maybe not at the highest level as Aiton did some nights, but he's a consistent player. And if you can just keep him healthy on the court, I mean, he's a dog. He's going to work for you. Yeah, for Phoenix, man, that was a real addition by subtraction, man. That, that He had to go. It just wasn't like you rarely see a dude like, if a dude's misunderstood, his teammates come out and be like, nah, it's not that bad. Did you hear anybody from Phoenix defend DeAndre Aiden? Because I didn't. No. Not, like, not a single person. <laughs> no. It was over out there, man. That was just done. So they had to do what they had to do. I did find an interesting thing about uh, Drew Holiday from um, Basketball Breakdown. 
Um, he said that I didn't realize Drew Holiday was a turnover machine last year. Out of 111 and 11 players with at least 700 possessions, he ranked 16th in turnover percentage. Excluding centers, he was 11th. And it was similar the year before when Middleton played a full season. Is that? My thought process was as a third option or a third or fourth option, his turnovers would be a big deal because I thought he got the got more turnovers last year because he Middleton was down, so he had to have the ball more. But he had doing similar numbers with Chris Middleton there is it's a little scary to me, especially considering the fact that you and him and Jalen Brown might have a, a turnover battle with each other in a game together. So I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. But um, now that you say that, that is big big red flags for uh, <laughs> for Boston because you got a two guard that is a turnover machine as well. But now that you say that, it totally makes sense though because one of the things that killed Milwaukee, especially in the playoffs last year, was Drew Holiday turning the ball over. I mean, yes. <laughs> he, he yeah. was spazzing out there. So uh, I never put two and two together on that until you just said that. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know it was that bad. And I, because I'm like, yeah, you move him down to the third option, it's going to be a big deal. It'll be fine. But then mm-hmm. that last part of the tweet, it was similar to Christmas. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. not supposed to be a part of this. So, yeah, I do think that part is interesting. But like, Milwaukee's going to have issues guard, defending guards. But I mean, the offensive makeup, maybe Giannis having less offensive load to carry will help some, mm-hmm. you know, because you got Dane. And that, I want to see the Giannis and Dane pick and roll. That's all I really want in my life. This, yeah. That's <laughs> Levi. That's gonna be. <laughs> what are you supposed to do, bro? It's gonna be half court. You gonna guard at half court? It's gonna be nasty, bro. It's gonna be nasty. It is the, it is and I'm not looking fight. forward to it as a uh, Hawks fan. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, you're this is Quinn Snyder's first full year, right? This first full year. Yeah, this will be. There we go. Yeah, I do. Um, I do have faith in uh, Quinn Snyder. So I liked. Same. The yeah, the changes he made last year and uh the way he coaches Trey Young. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Right, right, right. All right, good. All right. So um I guess we'll get to it. So uh I threw a term out there earlier, cock a hoop. And uh I'm about to offer the definition because it's very fitting, and I'll even give a, a little example sentence. Cock a hoop. So first Oh, not the experts. We like to, uh, we kill brain cells, but this is where we add to it. We mitigate the killing of the brain cells and we're going to make you a little smarter. So uh, now you know a new term. If you didn't know, it means extremely and obviously pleased, especially about a triumph or success. And the example sentence is the team is cockahoop at winning its first game of the season. So new segment. What made us cock a hoop this past week in sports? And I'll start it. Titus, this past Saturday felt like the first Saturday of normal college football for me. Everything felt right in the world. As in, um, you know, we had a crazy high scoring Pac-12 game where USC, you know, ended up winning. But that defense is sussy and to, to say the least. And then at 3.30, I tuned in to watch a very sloppy performance by both teams that I hate, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs and the Auburn Tigers. 
And of course, it was another moral victory for uh, the Auburn Tigers. So we can chalk that one up in the uh, normalcy category. And it was a disappointing um, outing for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I heard a lot of Georgia fans saying they suck. So uh, put that another chalk or tally in the uh, normalcy category. And then Titus, at 9 p.m., I tuned in to watch Alabama play Mississippi State. And I saw Alabama open up a can of butt whooping and Nick Saban also had a can in this pocket and he pulled it out and uh opened up a can of uh butt chewing and uh it you know it just all felt right in the world I was so happy and elated to see Nick Saban finally had the opportunity to uh coach hard because we have yet to see we've seen clapping Nick Saban we've seen you know uh, encourager Nick Saban. You never want to see Nick Saban the encourager when you're an Alabama fan. You want to see Nick Saban the tyrant. And uh, we're finally getting our uh, dictator back. That's what made me cock a hoop. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was intentional, but using a yoga hoop and butt chewing and dictator in this in the same paragraph. I don't know if that was intentional, but I'm gonna assume it was because you're a comedic genius. So I'm just assuming that it was thank you intentional. So well done. Well thank done. you. But um I'm there was a little there was a little blood rush too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh who uh who who Nick Saban who Nick Saban make come have a who have a come to football Jesus moment with? Oh, everybody, bro. He went after everybody. He yelled at oh, Tommy. Word? Yeah, 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 man. There's a whole montage of uh, him chewing out Tommy Reese, him chewing out Terry and Arnold, him chewing out uh, pretty much everybody, man, everybody. And it's a great it's a great sign because so part of my thinking is that, of course, Nick Saban's the motivator when his team's down or struggling. But also, I think Nick takes on more of that motivator role. Like it was very heavy this year this beginning of the season because I think he was genuinely concerned and I don't think he was that confident in the team, but I think I'm sure that man saw the result or at least the scores of the Georgia Auburn team. And then, you know, he saw Alabama, how we played last week and then how we were playing this week. And I think it was kind of a shot in the buttocks for him um, saying, Hey, actually we're pretty good. We're pretty legit. Uh, we're way better than, you know, this team that we're playing. And we're actually are like one of the top SEC teams. It's time to coach like I, you know, am. So I think uh, it's kind of a realization moment uh, we all had mm, this okay. past weekend. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because the SEC is up for grabs. LSU's not that good. No, um, that defense is bad. Yeah, it is. Jaden Daniels is good. Jaden Dan. I, I like Jaden Daniels a lot. A lot of people uh, do. I think he'll be in Heisman contention, but if not, um, yeah. I he's got the potential to be a very good quarterback um, on Sundays, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, the dude's good. I, I Much guess. respect to him. Yeah, He got to stop getting hit like that. Yeah. But once he stops doing that, <laughs> the potential is there for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I it like is. Him. I like him. Um, but yeah, that that team is yeah, it's it's not it's not bad at all over there at LSU, and like I said, Georgia's looking like that's you know, eh, not it's not it's not as they don't look as dominant as it did last year, which makes sense. They lost a lot. They just they, you lose talent. This is what it's supposed to be. Well, like, you can reload at a certain point, but like 
I, I think so too, man, with Georgia. Like they could easily go undefeated still and even win the national championship, you know, but bro, Georgia fans, like they didn't just have it good, bro. They had it great as in we're never going to see, we're probably not going to see teams like that again because those were generational talents. They had um, exactly between, I mean, those guys you got on the Eagles on your team. Now those were Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith. um, And, um, Who's the other guy I'm missing? The Come one up. Well, um, Jordan Carter, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Yeah, exactly. Carter, yeah. I mean, those guys alone, man, that's just those are once in a lifetime type of like dudes. <laughs> like, right. so right. yeah, Georgia fans, um, I think it's gonna be hard for them to cope of not having that elite talent. I mean, they still got elite talent, but I mean, guys that size with that speed and athleticism, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be hard to come by. Yeah, I can't remember if it was you or um, if we talked about it. I may, I may have spent the whole talk about it. But I think someone was saying that, like, Georgia's strength was that front seven. Like, the secondary is always a little susceptible. The strength is the front seven. And, like, now the front seven is kind of gone. So, that, that means all the front sevens, they're all in the NFL playing for the Eagles now. So, <laughs> it was like, yo, the secondary, the secondary is susceptible. By the way, the Eagles are built the same way. We're built the same way. If you get past – actually, if you get past the front four – Lord, anything's possible for you. Any, anything. Same thing. Same exact thing. Just in the NFL at a pro level. It's terrifying. But yeah, man. Uh, George. And then uh, Kirby Smart's still doing this thing where he doesn't want good quarterbacks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. Good luck. That, that's not helping either. You know? Yeah. yeah. I wish him the best. But yeah, I'm glad you have. I'm glad Mel, I'm glad Milro had a good game. You know, that he got his job back and uh, Nick got all the nonsense out of the way. Like now, now that we're done, Nick saying, now we're done with the nonsense at quarterback. Yes. Probably. And um, well, I, w- I want to give a tip of the cap too because um, his progression like has been crazy too, and I'm sure a lot of that is just um, you know, gaining and building confidence. But also, I'm sure we tweet some things, but um, his ability now to um, sit in the pocket um, and go through his progressions and really just not be like afraid to uh, you know, leave uh open pocket that he has uh it's it's been great man like uh because he's really sat in there let his offensive line do the work as they've gotten a little bit better too um they've been moving around some personnel um and things like that so uh dude big shout out to him because um and i'm not comparison and i'm not comparing them off the uh you know texas game either it's um even go back to mid-tennessee state and those other um uh matchups um just really really impressive yeah because his running i mean his running is next to it's so good at it well exactly exactly but the thing is the thing that i get afraid of is um you're you're gonna see those teams who can shut you down you're gonna find you're we're gonna run until at least one team that is gonna be able to shut him down or is gonna spy him successfully so that's where you're gonna have to open it up with your arm and um i have full confidence now that he'll be able to do do so right right for sure for sure uh yeah um nothing really made me ecstatic happy this week yeah that was a tough um tough game y'all had there yeah I went to sleep. I'm not gonna lie, Levi. I'm working Sundays now, so this whole stay up watch the Eagles depress me thing. I ain't got that. In, I don't have that gene in me anymore. Like, I'm going to sleep on you. I'm not. If I if I'm waiting to sleep, I need you to be winning. You struggling with the Commanders again after last year, which I mean, 
it's like that, right? Division, it's always a weird divisional opponent. That's just what happens in football, right? You have mm-hmm. a divisional team that just stresses you out. I understand that. I just don't want to watch it. I mean, I have to go to work that night. So I went to sleep. And I woke up to, to a win, and it's cool. Uh, I was having a conversation with my guy, Ryan. What up, Ryan? I was having a conversation with him about the Eagles and everything. We were talking about, like, well, Sirianna was on the radio. So, I mean, we're 4-0, so how bad this is our start, really? And I was having a conversation with Ryan. Like, I mean, I don't think being 4-0 is great. It's a good start. But the fact is, there is a ridiculous stretch of games coming up for the Eagles. And, I mean, Levi, it is it is monstrous. It's like, I'm glad to be 4-0 now. But there's just another level of football that needs to be played to be on that championship level on last year. It's just another level that we got to get to. And the Eagles don't get to it. The season can go left really quickly because I don't know if you're aware of the schedule. I'm gonna, let me read some of these games. Well, we got the Rams Sunday, which might not be a push. I don't think the Rams are a pushover at all. Um, it's going to be a lot. The, the front's got to get there to Stafford. If they don't get to Stafford, uh, N- N- what's his name? Nakua? Yeah. Pakua Nakua. Uh, the new, yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. That's mm-hmm. gonna be an issue. He's he might have two hundred on us. Uh, but let's see. We got the Rams this Sunday, right? But the real stretch starts in this month, week seven. Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. Mm. All in a row. Mm. Like <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, it needs it needs to get better. It has mm-hmm. to get better. I think Hurts is doing the things that I like. I think he's making good plays, but I do think he's also just not as physical as it was last year and that might be he's still gonna take that damage they took last year because he probably felt worn down by the end of the season mm-hmm. he did lose his shoulder like shoulders wasn't right towards the end of that year and maybe wants to conserve it a little better which is fine with me but the offense doesn't look to be clicking yet i think um ben john's still growing into the role as coordinator his first time coordinator i think he's still growing um and i think not doing like i said not doing the preseason work i think that's had a lingering effect on this team but i i'm worried i don't trust i, I don't trust the secondary i trust darius slay I don't trust anything else in that secondary right now. Uh, the pass rush is pretty much has to get there. The pass rush doesn't get there. It's a long day. So what happened, what happened Saturday, uh, Sunday? Also, there's the other part about that game, Levi. The other part that I was realizing, as I watched Sam Howell and the commanders dice us up, mm-hmm. I realized, you know who the coordinator is? Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. That's who the coordinator yep. is. Yeah. The man who, you know, did what he did during the Super Bowl to my, mm-hmm. to my beautiful Eagles. So I was like, ah, oh, that's what this is. This is just mm-hmm. you. This is the you thing. Understood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it's not enjoyable. There, I, wanted, I want to see the Eagles play better because I know the stretch of games is going to get real crazy. The Dolphins, the Bills, like the Bills are, I, I believe again. I believe in the Bills again. Mm-hmm. I was doubtful. I thought I thought that was like, thought that was over. But I believe again. So, yeah, I'm I'm concerned about the Eagles. I want to see better football, better play from both sides. I, I really do. Um, DeAndre Swift, I love him. Mm-hmm. He makes me happy. He's really good. And as long as he stays healthy, I'm gonna be happy. Uh, all the fancy owners that have him, you're welcome. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Like, they keep texting me. Like, oh, DeAndre's doing good. I say, yeah, happy, happy about that. Yeah, but yeah, Levi. We're the Eagles are four and zero, and in typical Eagles fan fashion, I'm not. It's not like a happy four and zero. Because I'm an Eagles fan, so happiness is not a it's like it eludes us, you know. Yeah. We believe in that for real. It's like it's more noble, like, hey, let's just be better. Don't yeah. stress me so much, you know. That's yeah. all. That's my Eagles rant. I've had that on my chest for a minute. No, uh, I think it's. Uh, I, like I took a lot of time up with that. I'm sorry. No, no, you're you're good. I think it was well worn. <laughs> it's well warranted. The worry is warranted. Thank you. Thank so, you. So I mean, um. Go ahead and tell me, man. You 
you watch more of the game than I was able to on Sunday of my Falcons. Yeah. Should oh, I yes. be should I be worried? I'm not gonna lie, bro. This this Desmond Ritter thing, I I know it's early, but I'm I, I don't see what he's good at. Same. Same. You know, because like with Justin Fields, right? We know Justin Fields can make some plays. Exactly. We know he can make plays. Like, I legitimately don't know what Desmond Ritter does well on the NFL field. So his biggest thing coming out of college, I think the thing that people hung his hat that, you know, hung their hat on with him was uh, accuracy. And um, yeah, I don't see it. (laughs) I don't. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, go ahead. Watching the game in Andy's room from Toy Story couldn't help him. It still didn't look good. No, I was watching the animated version. I'm like, this is, mm -mm, I don't think this is, I don't know how this looks loud, but I don't think it looks good. Yeah. I already got yelled at by Matt Collins and the nerve of having Matt Collins yell at you. I wish Matt Matt Collins would yell at me. Yeah. I got a lot to say to him. Yeah, I'm about to get off my chest, but mm-hmm. that that was just that was like Matt Collins yelled at him. That's disturbing. They didn't show that on the Toy Story broadcast. It was too violent for the Toy Story broadcast. <laughs> I wish they did. I, I wish they that did. Happen. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't show that at all. But yeah, uh, I yeah, man, I watched it and I'm just like, first off, Toy Story broadcast. I need one of those every every bad game. needs deserve that. Mm-hmm. Just used to just put that Toy Story broadcast on. And I'm enjoying myself. It was a great time. But nah, man, I don't see it with Desmond Rowe. I think. I'm gonna ask you, Levi. Look at that Desmond Ritter play now, right? Does mm-hmm. it make them putting out that letter saying they're not giving up two firsts to get Lamar Jackson look crazier? Because they did do that. Well, yeah. I mean, in retrospect, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Is it, yeah. But in my head, I wasn't even like. Now, of course, I regret it, but I I understood the thinking behind it, but man, I had more trust in y'all's like evaluation of talent and where we were with Ritter and his capabilities. (laughs) So y'all are saying, oh man, we're good. We trust in Ritter. And I'm thinking, I never thought Ritter was going to be spectacular. There's nothing that has ever, you know, he's never had a draw, a jaw dropper for me, whether college or NFL so far. And so I'm thinking, Hey, he doesn't have to be just be the game manager that he was in college um and just distribute the ball um and facilitate that offense to the big weapons we have um behind him and beside him um at wide receiver and tight end which probably arthur smith wants anyway considering how he had ryan Tannehill plan exactly like you got aj brown over here you got kyle pitt that tight end just Bijan, you got good running game with algier and then of course Bijan coming in like just just be just be decent i see you be decent right like exactly and uh he hasn't been um let's see stats right now he's throwing he's at 62 percent uh completion rating I, he's one of the lowest i believe in yards per attempt um the dude has um he only has 744 yards and he's got three touchdowns three interceptions so uh, this is where, and a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans are on the boat. Bro, we're on the, give us Taylor Heineke. Because Taylor Heineke, yeah, he's a little reckless, but it's not like Ritter's stopping us from turning over the ball right now. So give it to Heineke, man. He is not afraid to air it out and at least target Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I thought Desmond on Twitter because I wanted to see, see if I found stats. And 
the second search is Desmond Mitter. <laughs> and the first one is a word that I can't say on this on this family friendly pro- uh, podcast. So, what kind yeah. of search uh, do you have on? <laughs> nah, I searched on Twitter, Desmond. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I was like, oh wow, y'all are y'all are over it. Uh, I really do. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, man. I don't, I don't see it, bro. Uh, I think, <laughs> and I think what I understood was that, um, with the Falcons. Not trading for, not trading for Lamar. Right, my thought process was they're rebuilding. They probably don't want to spend that much capital when they think they need more. But then I watched Desmond Ritter play football, and I watched Lamar carry a box of scraps to wins, and I'm like, you know, maybe just solving the quarterback situation would have fixed a lot. Honestly, mm-hmm. maybe just having that fixes a whole lot for you in these in these situations. But you know, hey, we live and we learn. Um. And uh, they pick this year, so if they're bad enough, you know. And there is a wealth of quarterbacks that will be in that draft. So yeah, yeah there's yeah. definitely going to be a guy there that we can take, um, even in the second and third rounds. There's going to be guys there that have the potential to, uh, yeah, be like, big time. You can trade up, you can trade up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then get a quarterback in the second round. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll do too. It's like we need <laughs> another receiver. History. We need another receiver. Fox history, Fox history would indicate that is the play. That's Fox history would indicate that's the move. <laughs> um, I I did pull up a uh, article here from Sports Talk ATL, and they made a pretty good point here. And this is the best way. I think they hit the nail on the head here. Um, pretty much saying uh. The worst part of Ritter's game, they're saying it's not his accuracy, it's not his uh, anticipation or understanding the offense. It's the fact that he's really shown no development over his eight games starting. And, um, yeah, I think they hit the nail on the head there. Because it's it's like, I mean, (laughs) look for the short pass, look for the little out route or the little in route, and if it's not there, then – I don't know. Then I don't know what he's thinking there. Then he's looking for the swing pass. Yeah. He's not looking downfield. He's looking for the swing pass or the uh, intermediate routes. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's concerning. I don't like I said. I just don't see what the plan. I don't see a future there. Honestly, I just, I don't see any signs of potential. But even Daniel Jones showed a couple signs of like this might be an okay quarterback one day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, but I mean, um, I guess this is yeah. perfect. You want us just to transition to our our game? Let's do it. Let's all do right, it. it's the, it's the game you've all been waiting for, been clamoring for, been wondering when is it coming back? We're in. Yeah, for this. yeah we do. I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can right. scrounge something up. But it's time for uh, good. And this is where we take uh, we'll take a handful of uh, quarterbacks and we're going to grade them whether if they are good or bad. So um, let's let's just start with Desmond Ritter. Bad. I mean, I don't want to say he's bad. This is where we have troubles in this game. But the dude's not good. It's going to be good and not good. good. Yeah, it's good and not good. (laughs) So not Not good in my book. And we just said why he's not good. We we told you why, so we would have to say no, no. The answer is not good. Yeah, That's the answer no. Mm. Is he, is Desmond Ritter even like dude status? Like no, I and you can't put him there because he's one of these. Because the Falcons is the situations where I would take other quarterbacks and plug them in. Yeah, 
like one of these oh, other God. guys we're about to get to say, hey, if we replace them and put them on the Falcons, I think they do way better than, you know, in the, with the yeah. Falcons in the situation they're in now. So if we took Desmond Ritter and put him on the Patriots or the Giants, no, I mean, God, yeah, or it, or it may be worse. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, what he is. He's bruh. Not like bruh. It's like bruh. You know, a sad bruh. Like, why'd you do that? That's well, I mean, is. that's exactly what I found myself saying every Sunday watching Desmond Ritter. <laughs> bruh. Seriously. Like, whether it's him fumbling the ball or throwing a stupid interception or just completely missing somebody, um, overthrowing yeah. them. It's, bruh, come on. What are we doing? Right, right, right. All right. So Desmond Ritter, not good. The man who uh, tasted grass more than uh, any prob- anybody probably did this whole season in one game, Daniel Jones, uh, who, who they just played, who the Giants just played. Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't even think we can say play. We didn't. We, they didn't play them, but they were they were matched up against the Seahawks and got. Uh, <laughs> drugged <laughs> or um so yeah daniel jones yeah. good or not good yeah not not good not good not good and a liar he lied he lied to all of us he lied to brian dayball last year he lied to the american people oh i don't know he what he New york what do you lie about <laughs> he lied to the front office he tricked them into thinking he lied about back like he was he was fixed oh yeah he was not fixed no was, no, you lie. It was a lie. It was a season of lies. What it was. So yeah, uh, not good. Bad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he got sacked eleven times, and Daniel Olowski said on NFL NFL Live that only four of those were on the offensive line. Only four out of eleven. Okay, that's yeah. not what I saw. I mean, because I I'm, I'm yeah. still putting Daniel Jones in the not good category. Part of me feels bad. Just because yeah. that O-line is so bad, and you cannot yeah. be a functional quarterback with a bad offensive line, but also at the same time, no, Daniel Jones, he is not uh, shown. I mean, he can make some runs, but that's about all he can do in play creation. Uh, he's not good at throwing on the run, and um, I mean, the dude just doesn't look ev- comfortable ever in a pocket, really. Doesn't. He really doesn't. He, and thing is, he got an uncomfortable, like, he got an uncomfortable face. You don't have yeah. a confident face. It's like back again. Well, he's kind of he's kind of got that face, as in you you wonder if he even wants to be there or if he even enjoys football. Right, <laughs> right. like it's like watching the it's like watching the confidence get beat out of somebody. Like every week, it's just like watching. This how I feel. It's how I feel watching Zach Wilson. I feel sad watching Zach Wilson. I feel like I'm like God, you just like they have beaten the confidence out of you. Yeah, you just see it in your it, face. I do feel bad for him because he just got thrown into a no-win situation. I mean, I guess right. he could win, right. and that would be the win in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, look, it's like, yo, your job fired, your job replaced you, but they kept you in a lesser role. Yeah. And then the person left, so you, they gave your role back after telling you how much more they love the other person. It's like, y'all don't believe I'm good at this. Y'all don't believe I'm good at this. I'll be feeling bad. I'm like, oh, man, they don't even believe him. By the way, the Giants play the Dolphins on Sunday, so. Ooh. Yeah. That's, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that might be ugly. Good. That's a good bounce back game for the uh, Dolphins there after that terrible outing they had. It truly is. 
All right. So moving on. So we got Daniel Jones and Desmond Ritter both not good. Can we keep the trend rolling with the quarterback who almost beat your team, Sam Howell? Good or not good? I don't believe still, but I'm not willing to say he's not good yet. I'm, I'm putting him in the meh category. You might, might be all right. I'm totally you down with. Can we? Can I? Can he? I be the third answer? Yes, I is the line down the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. he's towing the I, and um, I will second that because he's actually exceeded my expectations. I thought he'd be way worse. Um, the stats aren't that great. Well, I mean, he's got. I think it's. He's got more INTs yeah, he's a, than touchdowns. He's real. You got to you. You watch it. It's like okay, I, I see the vision. It's like a, I see the vision with him. Like, I see. I see your plan. Yes, and you yeah. see the potential there too, because the dude. Um, I mean, he's got good size and he's pretty athletic too, and he's got a strong arm. But it's just right. s- stitching all that together. Um, I don't think it, it will be an elaborate or great tapestry. I think it's kind of still basic though. Um, but yeah. He's a good complimentary quarterback if you surround right. him with talent. Yeah. You like put him in Atlanta. Probably a little better. Yeah. I would say he's the he's an upgrade to Mitch Trubisky. And it's yes. crazy. Same college, yes. but I mean, they look alike, um, sort of just like how they're built. And Mitch Trubisky, I mean, right. he's athletic too. He he could run if you needed him to. So um very similar, but I would say he's better than Trubisky. Which isn't much, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's better though. It's better though for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, um, the one at the the quarterback it pains me the most to have to discuss him, Matt Jones. Good ah. or not good? Levi Mac has confused me a little bit because I'm like, he's, I don't think he's this bad. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I think he's a good game manager, but then sometimes I just watch his brain just malfunction. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I saw that happen a few times Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, no, it's not good. He's in the not good category right now because some of his decisions just don't make sense. Yeah. It's like, where'd that ball go? Why'd that ball go there, Matt? Yeah. And so I got him in the not good category. I will say, though, I don't think it's fully his fault. Mm-hmm. This is just not that's not a good offense, man. That offense just has nothing. So it's not fully his fault, but what I'm seeing from him is not good. I need to, I need a flash here and there. I don't I don't see it. And, and he's, he's another one. He's kind of he's so limited in mobility that it doesn't mm-hmm. help. And it, like, that O line's not good either. Yeah, it's a real bad combination. A really bad combination. Yeah, he's Matt. Like, so Matt Jones, I'll I'll put him in the not, not good category now too. Um, and it pains me to do it, and I've been trying not to do it. And so, but Mac Jones is one of those guys, though, where I think I think if you took him from the Patriots and put him in Atlanta, he'd be doing way better than I won't say way better, but I think Atlanta would be in a better situation be better. now yeah. than Ritter. Yeah, because yeah. right. at least I mean he was shown in college. Um, that's the dis- difference between him and uh, Ritter. Is I mean Jones is good at distributing the ball and um, hitting his targets. You got to give him time, and you got to give him you know good receivers too. But that's something that Atlanta does have. We have a pretty decent right. offensive line, and we have really good uh, skill players. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that's just a situation he would thrive in. But um, 
is he going to take your team to the next level or anything like that? No. Yeah, Mac Jones is the is the not is in the not good category. He has potential to be a, a permanent like ah right, yeah right, dude. He got he got like I right, potential for sure. Yeah, you know, and I right can take you places when the team is right, but it just takes a lot, and I just, it takes a village to make an I right quarterback win something, and I just don't think they have that. That offense just has they out here relying on Devontae Parker, bro. It's just it's not it's not real. Mm-hmm. And Mike Gusecki, who I think is decent, but it's just that's not. That's not the tight end. That's not. It's not a Mark Andrews. You mm-hmm. know? It's not gonna go win you games with Mike Gesicki. You know, I just, yeah. I don't. I don't like they got an offense. But yeah, it's, yeah, Mac. Mm-mm. So we got three Same. not goods and one eye. Yeah, and then uh, one more, one more. Yeah. Oh yes. I didn't name him before this because I just thought about him, but Kenny Pickett. Not good. Not Same. good. Same. Yeah. Nah, it's it's not good. You know. And I understand the Matt Canada blame, but man, when I see Kenny Pickett play, I'm like, nah, I don't like this. I don't like what I'm witnessing right now. I just, I don't like it. And um, somebody had great analysis of it. And it's, I mean, I'll only say it's great only just for this, for any other person or any other time, I would be like, what the heck are you talking about? This is stupid analysis. It's just, but somebody said, he doesn't he lacks a presence like there's no presence about him um that's real and and that's and i was like whoa that's actually real i mean there is no presence about kenny pickett there is nothing desirable about kenny pickett there's nothing that says leader about kenny pickett the dude doesn't exude confidence ability or anything he's just a guy out there taking snaps he feels like a second or third stringer who's just filling in um for the hurt starter that's exactly what he feels like and looks like out there he does oh that, that's so perfect no that's yeah. really perfect it doesn't look like a dude that's at quarterback but shouldn't be the permanent starter exactly and yeah, i think no, that's real and but i think that's, that's, yeah so i think pittsburgh will be getting themselves a new qb next year if they don't make a move during the year yeah yeah they need somebody that, that won't blink in the face of adversity now. i feel like kenny pickett blinks Exactly. But I mean, even if to be fair, though, I mean, are the Steelers even really built to win right now? I mean, they can pull off magic and they got a solid defense. But no, I mean, even if you were to replace them with a really good QB, I mean, you're not improving that team by a lot. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not. That's the thing. You're not. You're really not. But yeah, I don't I don't see it with him either. I don't see it with him either. How long has Matt Canada been in Pittsburgh? Two, I think it's year two. I think okay. it's this year two or year three. One of them. I can't remember exactly. Don't you don't you know him. don't you know Matt Canada's pointing the finger at Kenny Pickett though? He's like, why are y'all blaming oh, me? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's looking. At, he's like Mike Tom. Mike, this is the quarterback you gave me. What you want me to do? Exactly. You gave me this quarterback. And you know Mike Con- And you know Mike Tomlin's like, ah, damn it. He's kind of got a point. You suck, but you got a point. <laughs> you got- yeah, yeah. So he was the quarterback coach in 2020. He's been coordinated since 2021. So okay. Where where did he come from before that? College, I think. He had a little stint at LSU. He was at at Maryland. He was at LSU, and then he was Maryland offense coordinator and quarterback's coach and the interim head coach in 2018. And you know what's great? Is those offenses all uh, got better, like got a whole lot better after he left. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought as much. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, it's it's bad up there, man. 
Uh, so I guess we can get into this real quick. What are your like uh, four weeks in the season? What are your who are the do you think are the best teams? Who you think are the worst teams? Who you think are the sleeper teams right now? We do one team, one or two teams in each conference, I guess. I don't think yeah. The team. Um. So for best team. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let you go first on this one because this is the one I don't even have written down yet or I didn't think much on. Um, so do you care to go first okay, on yeah. your best team? I think the the best team in the NFC, I believe, is 100% San Francisco 49ers. I, I That's who I was leaning towards. Yeah, I think it's them. Now, the Cowboys are first in point differential, which I, I believe in point differential. Um, they're plus 83, which is first in the NFC, but like Dallas Cardinals, mm-hmm. and they, and one of the ones that blow out over the Giants, and we've seen what the Giants are, right? Like that, just things like that. Forty zero, like really puts the point difference heavily in your favor, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard to lean on early, but I think point nine just top to bottom, man. It's just a bit. That's just that's the team, man. That's a, <laughs> they got everything defense off. They have it all, you know, all categories. They're hitting. They're checking every box. How are you feeling about uh, Brock Purdy? Because you did say you didn't think. The forty, you were skeptical of the 49ers being able to, to you know, get that, or Cal Shanahan being yeah. able to secure that first ring with a uh, Brock Purdy. So, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I still am like, well, I think when it comes to playoff football, I think you might need somebody that can do a little more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll get there and have a chance because the NFC just might not have it again this year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really the NFC is really looking like a three team race between. The 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 Eagles, Warriors, and the Cowboys. It's really like a three team race right now. And honestly, I think the Lions can sneak one of these teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like the Lions can Same. knock out one of these. If one of these teams end up in the wild card, like if we end up in the wild card because we lose the division and play the Lions, I am not. I am terrified. I want nothing to do with them. Right? Like I think they can sneak somebody in the playoffs. Any of these top three teams, they can make it. They can make this get real crazy real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the AFC. Mm, they have to be a little tricky. They have to be a it is. It is. It's really sad. I I don't want to say the Bills yet because I want to see it throughout the season. The Chiefs, I think, I think we're seeing the effects of not having number one receiver finally affect. I think it's finally hitting them. They, they got through last year one Super Bowl, incredible, but I think that's finally affecting them. Now, if it comes to the, down to the playoffs, you got to go through Arrowhead. God bless you. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think right now. Levi, my, I might go with the Ravens. They mm. The Ravens should not be winning football games. They just should be winning. Their, their uh, injury report looks like a CVS receipt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Like, Lamar is out there just carrying every week. Like, I thought they were going to be bad last week, and they he won that game. I was like, oh, oh, Lamar is, yeah, they're, they're that. They're mm-hmm. that right now. So I think it might be the Ravens. If they manage to get more, you know, at least four of those dudes healthy, I think they're a problem for everybody because they they just kind of got it right now. Um, they're in a groove right now, so I think I'm leaning Ravens right now. But if someone said Bills, someone said Chiefs, someone said Dolphins, I wouldn't trip on that. I think the Dolphins' defense is just so bad. I don't know how long they can deal with that. I don't know. I mean, I know they got Jalen Ramsey. They'll get him back at some point, but by December, you know, I don't know if that's enough time for him to get right right for this year. So I I'm not ready to say the Dolphins. I don't trust them on that front. I think I think looking at this, I might believe in the Ravens. I really might. All right. So Ravens right and four weeks. Yes. Ravens, Ravens and 49ers. Uh, All right. Yes. Well, um, I'm pretty much I'm gonna agree with you with the uh NFC. I do believe it is the uh 49ers. Just yeah. 
I want to say Eagles, but like you said, the the problems are there, the struggles are there, and the um the ways that you can uh, exploit their problems uh, are pretty significant. So uh, that's why I'm going to have to hold off from making them. And then to that, I'm still can't fully believe in the Dallas offense. So uh, that's why it takes me away from me picking them. So I'll second you on the 49ers. And then for the AFC, I like you saying the Ravens. I did just look at their schedule though. Uh, I mean, the three wins, they're not that the most impressive teams, so I, I want to see a little bit more from them, but you're right. I mean, it's a laundry list of injuries. So if they were all healthy, good Lord, that could be scary. But I'm going to give it right now to uh, – if you would have asked me last week, I would have said hands down the Dolphins. But after that uh, trouncing that the Bills gave the Dolphins, I'm going to go Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Like, that's the, that's the Josh Allen thing, man. Like, Sometimes you look at him like, I don't want to believe in you because you mm-hmm. might just be stupid this week. But then when it's clicking, when it's really clicking, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. And when and when him and Stefan can find that groove early, too, it's like you can't stop him. Right, right, right. I think I got to find this earlier. I was reading something earlier about this. Um, let's see if I can find it. Sorry, this is, this is not good work. <laughs> you're good this is um yeah their um run game is finally clicking a little bit better for the bills because i think it takes to another level they just haven't had a run game that scared anybody yeah like, their run game and their passing game are kind of in sync according to, like you know people are honestly voting to kind of like their run and pass game is in sync now which takes them to another level because you got josh allen and play action and it's working like i said with digs good luck by the way Kohu, I'm sorry you went through that because Stephon Diggs had that boy in a – oh, my God, Lord. What Stephon Diggs was doing to that man on Sunday? Mm-hmm. It was, when, it was when sick. Two, when he did two spins while being held, I was like, no way y'all didn't t-. Yo, I looked down. I was like, okay, he down. And I look up. I said, oh, he, got, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, it was – yeah, that was – yeah. I, I like the Bills, man. I, I do want to believe. I, like I said, I just want to see a little more through the season, you know. They got the NFC East this year. They, they got the NCE, so I think they'll have plenty of chance to prove it against good competition, good NFC competition. Because mm-hmm. they got Cowboys, they got the Eagles on the schedule this year, and those are gonna be real interesting games. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm not mad at that either. I'm really not. All right, well, who's your sleeper uh, team? My sleeper team, Levi. I think I hinted at it on accident. The Detroit Lions. Okay. That's one of the best run defenses in the NFL so far. Yeah, like all the running backs that are good, they have all limited them mm-hmm. significantly. And I think that goes a long way, especially in playoff football. Especially when we look at teams like the 49ers, teams like the Eagles, like being able to stop the run mm-hmm. against those kind of teams changes the entire functionality of the offense. So yep. I think that's that a really tough matchup for somebody if they catch them. They catch the right team in the playoffs, they can get real scary for real quick. Now experience might come back to bite them because they're, they they're learning. Mm-hmm. But the right matchups are everything. When the NFL, like, when these teams are so close together, matchups are everything. And matchups and health are everything. So I really think Lions are a sleeper to me. All right. So um I like that too. Just to go a little oh, different got, from we you. Cowboys, we got Cowboys 49 on Sunday night, by the way. That's a must Ooh, watch. That, that is a must watch. watch. That's gonna be even though the way these primetime games have gone, it's probably gonna end up being a blowout. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of this. Some of these primetime games have just been booty cheeks. 
I'm going to go with even more of a sleeper, somebody who may be even hibernating um, and experience or lack of experience could really bite this team in the butt. But the Texans, the Texans have been pretty impressive. And CJ Stroud may finally break that Ohio State quarterback mold of uh, just being an elite passer. Yeah, he does. And uh, I love D'Amico Ryan's. And Will Anderson has been looking like the Will Anderson we all expected to see his senior year of college or his last year at college. Um, and so, uh, yeah, man, uh, the Texans, they're, sleep, they're a sleepy team, man. And uh, I, I think, yeah, I think they have the uh, staff and the players to uh, put a run together. And especially with uh, the schedule they have. So we face the Texans this week. And then they have the Saints, the Panthers, and then they play the Buccaneers. And then they had the Bengals, mm. the Cardinals, the Jags, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, Titans, and Colts. I mean, that's a favorable schedule. Yeah. Yeah. The NFC South is up for grabs, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely up for grabs. And yeah, I like them. You, Demico Ryan is a game plan defensive Desmond Ritter and I don't like that mm-hmm. I don't like that he gets to do that that's, that's a lot that's mean he shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to do it <laughs> it is but yeah but yeah man CJ Stroud bro I'm I'm super impressed he's the best rookie right now yeah he yeah, is hands down yeah right yeah I'm happy about that he's like you said breaking that Ohio State curse he's giving <laughs> they need it yeah they need it bad yeah it's been a long <laughs> drought yeah, I like him saying for CJ Stroud, man. I really, really do. And like I said, for D'Amico, man, because like when he got that job, I was like, I, I told y'all I'm scared for him. It's just not a good, I just don't trust that franchise. I just don't trust him. But like he's making it work, man. I think that's that's beautiful. So salute to them. Salute to out to that. I like this a lot. Um, Yeah, I like I like that pick. I like that pick a lot, Levi. Because they can, I mean, they have, anybody can win the AFC South. You can win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's facts. And uh, <laughs> well, you know what's crazy too is that uh, – I mean, you bringing that up, you you being, you know, nervous for uh, D'Amico going into that situation. But I actually listened to a interview with him today. Um, he was on PMT and this was actually the situation he wanted. He actually had mm. offers um, in the past, uh, but he didn't want to skip any. He really didn't want to skip any steps. So he talked about how important it was or what made him better instead of jumping in and coaching as a um, you know positions coach, he actually started out as a quality coach or a quality uh, control coach. Yeah. And he talked about how beneficial that was for him to really just see how coaches operate in general and it really opened his eyes more. And then he was able to jump into the position uh, coach and then go into DC. And, um, and he, I mean, he loves the Texans organization. That's what he said. I mean, he played for him. So, uh, I mean, he really loves the place that he's at and he loves the players that he has. So, uh, I mean, you that's don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that if you're other coaches. <laughs> right. That takes a lot of humility too. Cause a lot of these players like don't want to go through the, the dues process. Right. They don't want to go through like all that. And I get it. I get it to an extent, right? Like I don't, I played at a hollow. I'm going to go through all this again to get to coaching. I feel like I know so much. Right. But it's necessary. Cause it's things about coaching. You just don't know as a player, you're just not going to get it until you're in that seat. And I think learning it, from the ground level is everything, man. I think that's really helpful to a lot of guys. You know, I think Trent Dilver could have used that. Shout out to him, though. No, uh, facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
But yeah, I really think that that's dope. So I, I really respect. I, you know, I, we got, we all got respect for Demiko Ryan. And I don't think anybody just oh, yeah. Ryan's. That's no, crazy. no, it's hard to not like him. Yeah, I don't trust you if you don't like Demiko Ryan's. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact. And uh, so, yeah, it's really cool. I, I mean, that really just made me buy in even more. I didn't know I could like D'Amico Ryans or love him even more than I do. But I listened <laughs> right. to that interview and um, yeah, I, I love him even more. And really that approach that he has um, of I mean, the dude loves football. <clears throat> and so for you to want to take, you know, just like you said, I mean, that's very rare of players. Um you know, to not want to jump into a position coach role um, and start out as a lower role. But um, yeah, there are a lot of things you don't realize that coaches do behind doors or when you're not in the building. And um, so, yeah. So shout out to uh, the Texans and D'Amico Ryans and CJ Shroud, Will Anderson and my boy, Nico Collins. I'm sorry for putting you on the bench, my man. Uh, you're you're back into the starting role. <laughs> Fantasy is so tricky. I was talking about it was my say, yeah, because as soon as you miss somebody for two weeks and then you're like, okay, I'm finally gonna believe that's when they decide to go back to not being good. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But um, so this another new segment we're gonna do is uh we're gonna try to figure out the title for it, but for right now it's gonna be um I don't know, I'm hottest thinking and yeah, hottest, hottest and coldest yeah. or uh spitting or tripping you know if you were spitting facts or if you were tripping i think i kind of like that were you spitting or tripping um yeah so uh we're going to start off with where we were spitting so this is pretty much what we got right the last time we recorded or maybe you know this can take weeks or months to develop but um right so titus i mean you were spitting man you you had two things you hit you predicted nail on the head you pretty much predicted exactly how Colorado would do the Buffaloes, um, how they would do against Oregon and USC. They got their butts handed to them by Oregon. They were shut out. Um, or didn't they get some points on the board? Or were they shut yeah, out? They got some, yeah, they got six on the board, right? Yeah. 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 So, but and then you said, hey, they'll have they're gonna lose the USC, but they'll have more offensive success. Um, and yeah, you got it right. I mean, it it took a big comeback effort but you got it right <laughs> yeah yeah that usa i was like i was sitting there like oh man this is this is this prediction is gonna go poorly and then i'm like watch my oh wait a minute hey i woke up like hey they, they came back <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did it <laughs> i was proud of them but yeah yeah shout out to, shout out to the to the to the bus man the by the way i saw a terrible t-shirt that i never want to see again oh lord what was it it was something about HBCU, but with the Colorado University for the CU. Oh like, lord, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. Like I don't know who that no. was, but I want I want your I want your t-shirt collection burned. Yeah, whoever created that, I want your warehouse t-shirts. I I want it to collapse because I don't like that you did that and don't ever do it again. Yeah, so we're not we're not just make it. What kind of reverse fake gentrification is that? You yeah, make Colorado. That's not gonna work. I second that. Understands. You look in the stands. You do you see HBCU energy in the stands? I don't. Yeah, I see no, nothing about HBCU in the stands. So we're yeah. not doing this. That was crazy. That was insane. Like no, don't ever do that again. Disturb me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is kind of odd how people have really made Colorado the symbol, and it's like, yo, dude, check check the stands. Check the uh uh you know check check the population of Boulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's not that at all. This is exactly. Exactly. But um, 
Yeah, a lot of people, it's more the casuals, though, that are yeah, making it more than what it should be. Yeah, the people that thought Dan Lanning's speech was was targeted, like, this is college football, guys. Exactly, football yeah. Party. This yeah. This works over here. Uh, and you, John... I gotta give you, yo, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I gotta give you your props, you know, uh, early in the season, you were on the Jalen Milrow train, and you said that uh, the backup dude, you didn't like him, you said he wasn't good. I forgot his name. Yeah, Tyler uh, Buckner. Uh, I said he sucked. Yeah, you said Tyler... Yeah, I said straight up sucks, and I was right. Yeah. That's the main thing you I was right about. Right. That was the main you thing I was right so about. Fast. You yeah. right so fast. I told like you, bro. Like, oh, he's right. Yeah, yeah he so sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, he's one hundred percent right. Yeah, you call that. You know, you got scared a little bit about Jalen, but you stayed. You were like, nah. You were like, I know, I know it's not. You said I might know who it is, but I know who it's not. It's not Tyler Buckner. It's not exactly. Tyler. Good call. <laughs> exactly. I always said I had faith. I, I know I, I deflected from one word y'all wanted me to use. I said, how about faith? Can I use faith? I've got faith. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Y'all said, Did you, do you trust Jalen Milrow? I said, yeah, I, have faith in Jill, I have faith yeah. in Jalen Milrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel yeah, like faith, faith is, is stronger than trust. Yeah, faith is hoping things not seen. You hadn't seen Jalen Milrow do things in the pocket. and you Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that, man. Great spin you move by you. That was great. I, I love that. I got, you, <laughs> I, love that. I got you. I got your back, bro. Um, <laughs> The other thing, see, I didn't have that written down for my spitting. Um, I was actually going with something more solid, like Pete Golding sucks. That's been, uh, <laughs> that's been solidified. You, did, you, did, you were on that. You were on that. Yeah. You said, yo, we're not going to have you scoring on him. You got that. Exactly. And our defense, man, uh, my, our defense looks so good. We are so good. Um, that's why I have so much faith in Alabama uh, being able to go to the playoff and do well in there. But um, also, and I really just want to give, this isn't me more saying giving props to me. I just want to use this to give props to this guy. Bro, Derrick Henry, man, still doing it. A lot of people still, I don't know why, when it comes to preseason or offseason time, we like to question what Derrick Henry is going to do the next year. Like, yeah, but he's getting older. It's like, yeah, but this guy isn't like other guys. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're not putting Derrick Henry on a big enough pedestal, like as an NFL nation in whole. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Levi. A week ago, when he wasn't that good, I said, oh, it's over. It's, it's finally happening. But then he came back this week. I said, oh, never mind. My yeah. My fault. My fault, Derrick. My, yeah. my, my, I, my, my bad, bro. Um, no, he's carrying that. He's he's alone is carrying the running backs to glory. And he yes, happy because he's one of my favorite running backs. Just he, I just love watching Derrick Henry play football. Mm-hmm. Like you literally see secondary, just be like, I don't, I don't want to do this today. I just don't. You know, um, yeah. He's kept Ron Tannehill employed for longer than he should be. Yeah, yes. That. He Facts. Is, he just kept him. Yeah, five. He had he had 122 yards. That's what he had. What. 35 last week? What was it? Or in week three? Yeah, it wasn't three. good. He really bad in week three. But um, he also had a passing touchdown. Oh, he did. He had a jump pass. He had a Derrick Henry jump pass. Which I believe is his third or fourth passing touchdown of like his I, career. Yeah, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Yeah, Derrick's last of a, the last of a breed that we're not going to – they're not going to allow anymore. They're not going to allow Derrick Henry to exist anymore. It's by nature of how they play in the running back position nowadays, man. You know, yeah. it's not going to – it's not going to be a thing anymore. So we really have to appreciate, like you said, we got to appreciate this while we have it. Because when it's gone, I don't think we're going to get another one. Really no, don't. no, I don't ever see a unicorn. I mean, he's a unicorn. We've never really seen it before. And I don't think we'll ever see it again. And that's just what 
adds to his greatness. Um, and the fact that the dude is so big and he's been able to stay overall healthy um, right. throughout the majority of his career. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And it, the dude gets yeah. better the more attempts you give him. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like he's yeah. off a game slow and then suddenly he broke one for 20 and that's when you break the 35 and it's 15 and now your defense is crying. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had 11 carries with 20 yards the week in week three against the Browns. Yeah. Then went 122. <laughs> yeah. No, I love yeah, – shout out Derrick Henry, bro, for real. That's yeah, shout, shout out Derrick Henry. And, too, like, uh, it's crazy when you have Nick Saban who just can't wrap his mind around it. When he pretty much said, the dude's an anomaly, and we've pretty much figured out you have to give him more carries, which is insane. <laughs> You're like, yeah, maybe we need to lessen the load. It's like, no, actually – for him to get better, you need to give him more of a load. <laughs> yo, I remember watching Lane Kiffin just run him into the dirt, and I'm like, yo, you're going to kill him before he gets to the pros. Lane? Yeah. And he got to the pros. He's like, no, nah, I, just, I'm, I just do this. It's fine. Yeah, stuff. exactly. I'll <laughs> exactly. take all the carries. And we're like, are we 10, year, are we 10 years in at this point? Yeah. 10 years in. Close to 10 years, right? Um, on this, right? I want to say he was part of that – 16, 17 national championship team. Was it? Okay. Or let's see. Yeah. Uh, He was yeah, 2016. 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016. Yeah. So like, yeah. So not quite 10 years, but close enough. It feels like in running back years, he's at least 70. He was taken. He was the second running back taken in that draft. Can you guess who the first? Oh, that's good. Oh, 2016. Yeah. Mm. I said, I said it like the year, you know, you know, people be saying the year back, like they know what they, like, yeah, I know exactly. I do the same thing. I, the same I tried thing. it. I, I got, I was like, oh, if I say 2016, something's gonna come to me. Nothing came to me. Who was I'll, it? I'll give you a hint. Well, he ended up beating Alabama. This was the running back that beat Alabama in the uh national championship. Oh, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 That makes sense. Not yeah. even, that wasn't even a bad selection either. No, it's not. But yeah, when you look at longevity, though, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, fell off much faster, but yeah. I think Derrick Henry still has at least another solid three years in him. Yeah, he really might. I can't even argue against that. There's no proof. There's no reason for me to argue against it. That's the thing. What if he like, ends up having like a Frank Gore type long career? I mean, there's no point in him having one, but. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Frank Gore, that was, a, that was another one. So like, why are you still here bro. yeah my my man's was just collecting checks <laughs> yeah for two yards to carry he's like yeah i'm gonna get these two yards exactly <laughs> you're gonna let me he, he played till his son almost got to college it's like yo your son is about to be in college bro your yeah son, sit down go home yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah it is it is man Derek henry i, I didn't realize he goes to the second round that's what's crazy i don't know why i thought he was like a late first round pick oh yeah that is crazy yeah. hmm Shout out Derrick Henry. All right, so where we were tripping, I don't have anything written down for you, even though I guess we can both be put in this category. I won't bring you down with me, though. Um, but, boy, was I tripping when I said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be the worst team in the NFC South. The bake wagon, man. It's the bake wagon. The bake wagon is here. <laughs> yeah. The bake wagon is here. Um, I might have been tripping because I definitely told my friend the other day, I I'll reveal this, not the other day, but like two weeks ago, right? When I was hyping up the big wagon. Uh-huh. And my man was like, Yeah, the bus won the division. I said, No, nah, I got the Falcons. 
I revealed that I said that. Ah. You know, we, we, we were 12 win Falcons, you know? Yeah. And, hey, we're um, still, we can still get 12 wins. It still can happen. It can happen for sure. But yeah, I was like, you know, I was on the 12 win Falcons. I said, nah, the Falcons win that division, bro. They, you know, they kind of, they got it. The Falcons won the division. And, you know, I feel like I'm wrong. So I'll admit to that. But that's the thing. I think, think I was wrong for that. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, whenever we will revisit this when the Falcons get to the you know statistical point where they can't win 12, <laughs> they can't win 12 right, games. Right. And I'll just say I was right. tripping. Fair, fair enough. I like you. Hold it. Also, I'm tripping too because I, I think I said I had faith in Desmond Ritter, or I believe Desmond Ritter is going to be what we need him to be. So you can put me in the tripping category on that, but put the coaching staff on there too if you're going to put me in that category. That's a fact. Hey, is Deion Jones still a Falcon? No, I don't think no. so. I don't. I mean, oh, he got up out of there kind of quick. Yeah, he's a Panther. Okay. Hey, that's a, that's another thing, bro. We suck at drafting linebackers between freaking Vic Beasley, Deion Jones, um, even Keanu Neal. He's not a line. He's now a linebacker, but he was a safety. Yeah. Um, we Deion suck at drafting defense. Dion was like a mutant that first year. I remember him. He's like yeah. this pterodactyl type player. He was scary. Yeah. And, and that was, was it. Like, he must still be good. And then he wasn't good anymore. And I was like, okay. I'm yeah. Good. He's one of those dudes, like, if you don't watch him, Madden will make you think he's still really good. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. It was a lie. A Madden lie. Happens like that sometimes. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so now I know why we just go after wide receivers. They're like, yeah, we can't drop defense. Hey man, look, I haven't seen a good running back in Philadelphia in years, so I, I understand. I'm still, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to get one. You know, I understand it, bro. Trust me. Well, yeah, I got DeAndre Swift now. No, I, said, I mean linebacker. My bad. Linebacker. Oh, linebacker. Oh, okay. My fault. Yeah, I haven't seen a good one of those in years, so I understand, bro. Trust me. I, mm, mm, mm. You know what's crazy too? You know who hated DeAndre Swift the most, or I feel like he hated him the most. Was uh, Deuce Staley? <laughs> so I mean, Deuce Staley did not like DeAndre Swift during Hard Knocks. <laughs> oh, word! Yeah, he was very against the dancing around because you know how DeAndre oh, has that same running yeah. style as no, but you know right. Deuce Staley, his style, and it's pretty much the whole line style. No, we're running downhill. You pick a hole right. and you're running through it. So uh, yeah. yeah, they hated DeAndre Swift for that. <laughs> They they did I not like he, that man. <laughs> I feel like he does it. I feel like he's done a list this year here. I think he replaced Miles Sanders. Like, look, we just got rid of somebody that did that. You, I can have you doing that. Really? Because I kind of had the opposite thought that he doesn't do about Miles Sanders. No, no, no. Well, about DeAndre Maybe Swift doing it. Maybe it's working, so I don't care. It's the fact that it's working. I think. Yeah. 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 Because he's it's working. Wow, like, oh, he getting yards. Because I. I don't miss Miles Sanders. I was ready for that dead. I was <laughs> Miles Sanders seemed to be over. I was really ready. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good on this. I'm yeah. good on this Miles Sanders experience. <laughs> so, yeah. Salute him, though, Carolina. Salute you. Salute. Uh, I mean, that was pretty much all our topics we kind of discussed before. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I was going to have a topic we could do, like, what you've been doing. Like, like we can discuss our weeks. But, like, I feel like oh, we do the same thing. It was just work. Yeah, uh, yeah. The only new thing, the only thing I did was I started watching Modern Family. Funny show. Oh yeah, no, Modern Family is funny classic. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I never watched this. So I wasn't. I'm like, this, this is funny. This is good. This is good comedy. Got the real heartfelt family moments on it. I like it. Who's your favorite character? Phil. Uh, yeah, Phil Dunphy, baby. Phil Dunphy's a legend. Phil Dunphy's nah, a legend. 
Oh yeah. Top five TV dad easily. Yeah. Yeah. He's up. Yeah. No, it feels great. Yeah. It'll be goofy. And it was just randomly say some real stuff to the kids and it'll encourage you like, wow, I feel that. He's just a good, just a good guy, you know, too. (laughs) Just a genuine guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, For sure. I like Phil. I like Jay too. Oh yeah. Jay is great. Yeah, he is. (laughs) I love his character. Nah, for sure. And the fact that he plays yeah, it so well too. I like Claire. Oh yeah. <laughs> like anyone knows me knows I'm like Claire. Like I like that. I like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 But yeah. Jay. No. Jay. Jay's great. Were you about to say something about his character? Playing that character. Yeah. No. He plays that character so well for being a straight guy. I didn't know he was straight in real life till about two or three years later on down the road. I oh, know that's that's Cam. I'm talking about. Uh, oh, Cam. Oh. Oh, no, Jay's a. Uh, hilarious yeah he's my second favorite cam is my second favorite yeah, yeah. no cam is so funny yeah like, he is <laughs> cam and mitch are low-key my favorite couple because they're so opposite and dramatic they're opposite and then they're both super dramatic at the same time so it made me laugh yeah yeah that's hilarious I like that. yeah modern family great show go, it go, is. Watch, go watch it yeah go watch it it is if you're in, no. like it's really like it's basically just family parks and rec pretty much honestly right like it feels like a, a familiar parks and rec just fighting along with a family. Yeah, pretty much. So it's not really the office. It's a little. It's a little smarter than the office. The office is like the first generation, so it was just like a little dumbed down. But like it's a little smarter than the office. In the parts, it's like more of the parks and rec vein. I think. Yeah. But yeah. Great show. Yeah. Shout out. Great show. Um. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> did you see the uh, the Trevor Bauer thing heated up? He finally had his time in the sun, or uh, to yeah. have his uh, I haven't day. His, his, yeah, I haven't heard enough, but I did hear. I saw David Hasbrand say he was lying about whatever he said. So I'm like, okay, I'll check into this later. Yeah, and I did see that whatever he was saying, it was only one one of the four accusers. So even if that one's wrong, then we know the three are. So I'm like, okay, got it. It's funny. I had the same reaction because I saw his one video, and I was like, that's bad if it's true. But am I? Am I? I'm gonna hold on to I'm that. Wait, right? I'm gonna yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, go wait and see. Yeah, I've seen enough to not trust. Nah, I've seen enough. Yeah, exactly. Jump out the window, yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's yeah. in waiting too. But I think that's yeah. pretty much all I had. Good show. Yeah, this show was good. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. We had a lot of things we could talk about, and we actually we did. had a plan, <laughs> sort of. Right, right. Structure. We didn't just riff today. We had actual structure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, riffing is cool, but structure is better. Because we, I don't think we said um twenty times today. Just kind of got to it. Yes, yes, and me, good lord, I'm the worst of them of all. But there's a great a little application now. I got to pay for it because I pretty much use all the free time. But there's a application that's called Descript where I could go back and mm-hmm. plug this in, and it will automatically just take out all the filler words. Really? Yeah, I had to use that for one of my. So I did a band interview a few weeks yeah. ago. And yeah. man, I wish this was my second time doing a band interview. And good lord, I didn't need I needed it the first time I did it. But uh thankfully I was able to use it the second time I used the band interview because I was very nervous. I'm talking to people who are more famous than me. And yeah. I know this is only my first, second time doing it. So the confidence is right. not there. So it's a lot of filler words. Nah, that's real. That's real. I watched a video on like well, it came into my YouTube algorithm for some reason. It's probably going to pop back up now because I'm talking about it. But it was like about um, filler words, not, like not using them. It was like just 
and then like they had a sentence with somebody using filler words and they had a sentence they replaced filler words just silence and it sounded so much smarter. I'm like, oh wow, that's genius. But yeah. then like when you're doing a show, it's like I can't be silent because we got dead air. It's so confusing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so and, strange, but yeah, I thought it was dope. And that's where it's, it's been it's been really frustrating for me because I got really good at it because I had to take a uh, communications course in high school. And I mean, the teacher, that was number one thing was we did a lot of speeches or a lot of debates and no filler words, replace it with silence. And I was taught that again or had to practice practice it again in college a lot. But ever since getting out of college and really doing main talking in a podcast where you don't want silence, it's kind of has the opposite effect. It's really thrown me off. So yeah, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. For real. For real, though. But yeah, man. Thank y'all for listening as always. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all. Follow us. Not the expert. NTE podcast. Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. And uh, Kane said, go check out our boy. So don't follow us with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Kane said, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kane said, man. Salute to him. We'll be back in the studio probably next week. I know. I know that dude ain't lying when he says he's been busy because I know he oh, never man. once thought about that video like me not sending that video he hasn't yeah. said anything to me about it yet yeah he rolling he is rolling man so i feel like even if i did send it he probably wouldn't have even remembered to send it on yeah, so yeah. yeah 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 we're just there. it's cool though so who the came man appreciate you bro Easy. yeah we'll see, you. we'll see you soon when you're ready yes sir man. well uh i mean maybe we'll find ourselves recording again this week who knows maybe facts facts maybe All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And always uh, rate, review, subscribe, or follow. Thanks. We out. Peace. Cock-a-hoop.